establish your brand, to really set yourself apart, you have to curate a story. You know, people don't just want to buy from name nameless faces. People want to buy from people. Hey everyone, this is Norm Ferrar, aka the Beard Guy here, and welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. In this podcast, we're going to be talking about Shopify and how Shopify is helping Amazon brands diversify and grow beyond Amazon. We're also going to be talking about how to properly uh, set up Google Ads and SEO and we're going to be talking about Amazon Buy With Prime program. It's going to be really interesting. I can't wait to get, get into that. So welcome to another Lunch with Norm, uh, the e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. Okay, like I said, today it's all about Shopify and how we can help your Amazon brand grow. Our guest is a friend of mine and uh, uh, the CEO and founder of Bluesoft Design, an e-commerce focused digital marketing agency specializing in both Shopify and Google Space. He has been growing his agency for over the last six years and established one of the top rated trailblazing agency that is helping leading uh, is leading the way in e-commerce in the e-commerce space. He's also a self-proclaimed tech nerd gamer. And he loves 2000 punk rock bands. So I was back in the 70, 80 punk rock, but uh, I guess we'll have that debate, which was better, the 80s punk bands or the 2000s. Anyways, today, my friend and very interesting guy, David Abraham. So before we get to David, let's have a word from our sponsor. I want to thank Jeff Schick Legal for sponsoring this episode of Lunch with Norm. You've probably heard on the podcast about Amazon suspensions. They're very real. It can happen at any time. And when it does happen, how do you get out of it? How does the little guy like you and me get out of these suspensions without paying an arm and a leg in legal fees? This is where Jeff Schick Legal is here to help. For a very low monthly retainer, for only $89, get access to Amazon attorney Jeff Schick. That's right. You can sit back, relax, enjoy that cup of coffee while listening to the Lunch with Norm podcast, knowing that you have an advocate and a partner in your business success. But wait, just mention Lunch with Norm and receive 50% off the first two months. Get the protection you need and visit jeffschick.com today. That's J-E-F-F-S-C-H-I-C-K.com. Now let's get back to the show. Welcome, David. Hey, Norm. Thanks for hey. having me. No problems. Last time I saw you was in New Jersey. Yeah, I think we were by the AMZ Powwow event, right? Exactly. I think it was, think it was David Dayan introduced us. Yep, yep. No, it uh, it, it was great. Uh, and I'm, I'm so glad. This is one, one of the reasons why I love going to uh, to events, you get to meet people and, uh, and make new friends. So today I, like when we were talking, I was very interested in your field of, first of all, um, Google was one thing. And then secondly was Shopify. So I can't wait to dig into this. We've got a lot of Amazon sellers that listen to this podcast and they're stuck. They're a one-legged stool. And hopefully we can get them to take a look at different channels. 
So I guess the first question, David, is, you know, how sh how uh, Shopify is helping Amazon brands diversify and just grow beyond Amazon. Right. So that's usually the problem that we bump into with a lot of people that come to us wanting to look for websites or looking to start out is, you know, they kind of get their start on Amazon and, you know, it's just one channel when building your, when you're trying to build a brand and you're trying to grow, it's all about diversification. So trying to branch out into other marketplaces and Shopify kind of acting as that gateway is super important. You know, when you kind of get into that conversation with Shopify, you know, sellers kind of get concerned and say, you know, which one should I focus on? Should I focus on the Shopify space? Is that going to take away from my Amazon sales? And we like to think that these channels kind of work together to really help you establish your brand and grow. You know, that Shopify is kind of acts like your own channel where you have the full control where you can you know, um, exemplify your branding and, you know, help push your promotions and, you know, just you can help your Amazon store grow through Shopify. You know, you can do fulfillment from, you know, when people come and purchase through your Shopify store, they can, you know, fulfill your orders through Amazon and help grow your Amazon sales channel. There's just so many ways that they play off of one another that it's important to establish both and really grow out to all other marketplaces, eBay, Amazon, Etsy, Walmart, you know, whatever, um, you know, works within your audience and what you're trying to do, you know, diversification is the key. Right, exactly. And, there, and there's so many reasons why you should be looking at other channels. First one is there's a lot of people out there that don't like Amazon. They don't want to buy off of Amazon. They don't want to support Amazon. So, and it's customers who just have never gone to Amazon. There's still people out there that have never bought off of Amazon. So we're talking people in, in Google that are just taking, like looking in, under Google searches. Um, but those are just a, a few reasons. Plus, you know, making it so easy to really diversify and, and grow your brand. And like you said, it, the ability for your brand to really stand out, you know, when you, when you build a, a, a web, uh, a web, a site that really talks about your brand and it's all about you and it's what you believe in and it's your brand culture, that goes a long way than having an image on a white background, you know, that there's 32 on one page and, you know, this is where you stand out. The hardest part for this is that like it's not like Amazon because you've got a captivated audience who wants to buy. You've got to go and find those sales. And if you don't do it right, you're going to be spending a lot of money on shipping charges because you don't have the volume that Amazon has. So we're going to talk about some of that today. So anyways, I don't know if you have anything more to add to that. Well, just that, you know, I agree with you in that sense that to really establish your brand, to really set yourself apart, you have to curate a story. You know, people don't just want to buy from name, nameless faces. People want to buy from people. And there is kind of like that growing revolution of, you know, going back and buying from the source as opposed to buying on Amazon 
people feel like buying directly from the brand is more genuine, that there's more, you know, control there, that there's more safety there. You know, they feel like they get their warranties registered, that they're, that they're, you know, their purchases are protected. And, you know, it is important to go after, you know, both audiences, the ones that are shopping on Amazon and the ones that aren't. Right. And what's the biggie? So what everybody does not have on Amazon is you don't own the customer. And on Shopify, that's all about the customer. You get their email, which means, and this is according to Post Purchase Pro, talking to Sean Hart, 44% of his sales are made from post purchase. How do you do it? You got to have the, the customer list. If you don't have it, guess what? That 44% is not going to happen. Yeah. That's, that's the real, that's the moneymaker is when you're, you're, when you're buying that customer, yeah. what, what you can do with that information, there's so many possibilities and so many people, you know, they, they think that when they're advertising on Shopify, when they're advertising on Google to build their Shopify sales, and an average cost per sale is is higher than it would be on something like Amazon. You know, part of that conversation that I have with our clients is, you know, looking just beyond the short term and really looking for the long term brand growth. Because when you own that customer, you can start blasting out emails. You can start retargeting audiences. You know, you can run text campaigns. You can do so many things with that customer information and really build them into a recurring customer, introducing rewards programs and, you know, really getting them to come back. So it goes beyond just a one-time sale. Right. And, you know, the next question is going to be talking about, well, you know, when I go out to uh, events, I hear this, that people are worried about driving ads, the cost of ads, um, not having that audience, people have not done this before. So, and it, it, by the way, I know we're going to be talking about Google in a second, but uh, I got to let everybody know this was really weird. Uh, so David's sitting in the audience and I'm talking about Google and I'm sitting there going, oh man, I hope I don't screw up. I hope I didn't say anything wrong. I hope I got all my facts right. And so I went up to him afterwards and I said, uh, did I do it? Because <laughs> Usually I don't have other people that are really into Google into in the audience that I know of, but this time I'm looking down at him. I'm going, Oh my gosh, I hope I'm doing it right. So I think he gave me a thumbs up, but uh, uh, yeah. that was a great <laughs> talk. And you actually, you actually taught me something that I didn't know. And that was that Google is actually indexing Gmail emails, which blew my mind because yeah. in all the years, that I've been doing this, I never heard anyone mention that. And that was really like groundbreaking to me. So that was definitely an excellent talk. <laughs> oh, thanks. So, and now, I mean, this is a great segue into the next question is about building that shop store and properly setting up your Google ads, um, specifically Google shopping and SEO. You want to get into that? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, the important thing to know is that Google Shopping and Google Ads is not always a win for everybody, you know? So when you're starting out, we try and qualify people first to see if Google Ads might be the right approach. 
because Google ads can a Google ads campaign can fail for a number of different reasons. Sometimes your price point is too low and the the cost per sale it doesn't you know make it worth uh, you know the the advertising campaign. Sometimes it's a seasonal product. Sometimes you're dealing with negative reviews. Um, maybe your site's not trustworthy enough. So the first thing that we do is we really try and make sure that you're in a position to be profitable on Google ads. Usually the type of return that we try to see on Google ads for uh, a Shopify store is usually an average is about three to four times return on ad spend. But, um, you know, after we kind of qualify somebody, then we try and op then we start off by optimizing their site and optimizing it for conversion to try and place it in the best position possible when running the ads. And that's done side by side with the account setup. And then we start running the ads, start reviewing, start tweaking, optimizing until we kind of get into that rhythm where we see that return and then just grow from there. So there's different niches that are going to be on Shopify and we've got Google, we've got a whole bunch of other uh, paid ad platforms. Does it depend on the niche or can you just play around and experiment with each of the platforms? So there are some situations where certain niches are better than others for certain types of ads. You know, Google shopping is usually good for your straightforward e-commerce, you know, your typical, just you're selling goods, looking, you know, you have a certain price point and that's pretty ideal for Google shopping. You know, like we've seen some people who offer service businesses, but still in the form of an e-commerce site where that might not be a great fit, you know, because the intent is different with Google shopping where a service business might be better with something like a text ad. Um, you know, for example, we just we're working on a client now um, for an SEO campaign that does party rental equipment and they're set up on Shopify and they kind of have it set up where you can just pick out your goods and set your date. But that might not be something that is a good fit for Google Shopping. So we might do something like Google text ads if they wanted to do paid ads. And then there is the SEO route, which is also great for a number of different reasons. Um, because that's one of the only few types of advertising that is a fixed rate as opposed to a pay-per-click because it's all labor-based. There's no actual platform. But you might also have social media, which I personally am not a huge fan of social media for direct-to-consumer direct advertising. You know, you'll find different people that have differing opinions on this. Mm -hmm. Um I, I don't really love it because I feel like the intent is not always there, like it would be with something like Google. Um, and you also have Apple cutting down on the cookies and the tracking, which make it harder to remarket to. But, you know, you can also make a case where if you have a product that is a unique product or unique service that doesn't have a lot of search volume around it, you know, you can use social media to target your audience just based off of interest and educate them on a product that didn't exist. So there are definitely a lot of cases where different platforms are better suited for different types of products and services. What about price point? Uh, is there a, a specific price point that you should be at least at? 
So that was that, really great English, by the way. <laughs> that's all right. As long as I can understand it, it's all that matters. Um, so you'll again, you'll find differing opinions. It's kind of a loaded question. Um, you know, the price point that we try to see uh, when we're bringing someone on for Google Ads is usually around sixty dollars plus. You know, when you're comparing it to Amazon, it's it's a different experience for the average cost per sale. And again, it's because you're buying the customer. You're not just buying the sale, you know, and we try and see that decent return on ad spend, that three to four times return on ad spend. But with the amount of with the clients that we've had in the past, we found it very difficult, no matter how good our ads team has been and how much we're able to optimize our ads to really make it profitable when under that price point. So usually about a 50 to $60 average sale order value is what we try to hit. But there are a lot of cases when a customer's uh, or a client site that's selling goods that are, let's say $20, $30, there are different things in the optimization stage that we can do to try and bring up those average order values. So if you have like someone, let's say that's uh, selling shoes, and um, $20 a pair. You know, we might be able to set up bundle deals or upsells or cross sells and different things to try and get that average order value up right. and make it worth it to still do Google ads, even though your typical item is lower than that price point. That's interesting that you said that price point at around 50 to $60 being the minimum. Uh, I had uh, a, a, another really good friend of mine, uh, Manol Gregoire, uh, come on. And he was saying for Facebook, he's an expert in Facebook ads. And uh, he said almost the exact same thing. So the the difference too is if you have recurring product, right? So if you have um, a recurring product, uh, I don't know about you, but I'm willing to spend a lot more to get that in front of somebody so that they will buy my brand. If my brand doesn't suck and I get that in front of somebody and they use the brand, then I know they're going to be coming more. So it might change that. But I do like what you said about just bundling things together. So we know that <clears throat> with my soap, it's $10. That doesn't fit the bundle. So exactly like you said, you know, there's a three-pack or there's a five-pack or there's a gift set, something to get it out in front of people. So you said you also, um, I was interested in, in hearing more about um, why you're not that interested in social media. Like that is one of the areas that um, we always are trying to explore. Um, our latest is Pinterest, uh, but uh, you know, Facebook is harder. TikTok's out there. Um, YouTube, you know, with their pre-rolls and and what they're doing now. How come that's not a, a one of your uh, uh, premium sources? Right. So. The tr I probably should pull away from saying, you know, from having such a strict stance on them. It's more of a personal thing that, you know, really early on in my career and when we when I started this agency, I tried to be a master of everything. I tried mm -hmm. to say, you know, what's a digital marketer? It's a guy that offers everything. It's the website. It's the maintenance. It's the social media. It's it's Amazon. It's everything. And I realized that I couldn't be a master of everything. You know, you know, that old saying, Jack of all trades, master of none. Right. And, you know, after a while, I really decided to scale back and focus on the things that 
um, you know, I really excelled in. And, um, you know, I tried experimenting in the social media space, but I, I found it continuously harder and harder to really, um, you know, do direct to consumer sales through social media. And again, not to say that it doesn't have its purpose, but when you look at it from a, from an intense standpoint, you know, if someone's going to Google shop, if someone's on Google shopping and they're searching for gloves and you have an ad for gloves that you're running and they see your ad and they click on your ad, they already have the intention to buy gloves. They're already geared to go. It becomes a lot easier to make that sale. And on social media, something on Facebook, something on Instagram, you know, people are looking to interact with their friends, their family, they're commenting and, you know, you have to try and work twice as hard to really try and get your ads in front of the right people and convince them to buy. Whereas with Google, they're already looking to buy. And usually on social media, they're not really converting on the first click. You know, they come, they click, they take a quick look, they leave, then they see a retargeted ad. They say, oh, I remember this guy. They go, they come back. Maybe they sign up for the newsletter, they leave. And it ends up becoming a lot more clicks and a lot more convincing. Whereas with Google, you kind of have that intent right at the gate. And, you know, I'm more in favor of using social media more for brand awareness, mm -hmm. kind of in the later stages of, you know, the overall campaign when you're really trying to get your name out there. And it's more about name recognition, brand recognition, and, you know, kind of enforcing a little bit more legitimacy, building up your audience and, you know, building up those recurring sales. That's when, you know, at least in, with my formula, that's when it kind of comes into play. And I do believe that social media, you know, there is power in social media, um, you know, and that there are those out there that can really utilize that power. But I've always found it to be a little bit more difficult than something like Google. So that's kind of why I hitched our bandwagon to Google. Okay, very good. So we're going to be taking a break very shortly. But anybody who's listening right now, we're going to be talking about something that everybody's talking about, and that's with Shopify, their Amazon's Buy With Prime program. And there's a lot of misinformation out there. We're going to dive deep into this. So if you know people that are interested in Shopify or have an Amazon account that want to, uh, or have a Shopify account that want to use this program, we're going to get into it right after the uh, after our commercial. Now, the other thing, are you using Shopify? And give us a comment. Is it performing the way that you want it to perform? Or does it suck? Tell us why. Uh, one other thing, I've been seeing a couple questions coming in, and uh, we will be getting to the questions uh, towards the end of the podcast. It'll be at the top of the hour. So just hang in there, and we'll get to all of them. Uh, okay. I think we're almost ready to go over to hashtag wheel of Kelsey tag two people and you'll enter twice. So that's everybody who knows what that is. If you don't know uh, wheel of Kelsey, you'll be seeing something special at the end of the show. So what I need you to do is to just type in hashtag wheel of Kelsey. And if you tag two people, you'll get a second entry for our giveaway today, which is an awesome giveaway. And David, why don't you tell everybody what the giveaway is? Absolutely. So um, we would like to set up one lucky winner with a Buy With Prime setup. So we'll talk a little bit more about Buy With Prime, but 
It's an invite-only program that, fortunate enough, we have access to. And we would like to set up Lucky Winner with uh, Buy With Prime Setup. So uh, check it out. You might not – I mean, this might be one of the few chances you get to get into Buy With Prime because, like you said, it's an invite-only program. So I think that's pretty awesome. And we're going to top that up with a either a tariff terminator or a, a free pallet over at uh, Honu. So we're going to double that uh, the, the prize up today. So it's either the Honu package, which any of our listeners know uh, what Afalabi is giving away, and we're going to top it up with this incredible prize today. So it's hashtag Wheel of Kelsey, tag two people, and you'll get a second entry. All right, Kels, let's go to uh, a call out. A big thank you to our sponsor, Post Purchase Pro, the only complete A to Z done for you real email and text marketing service built specifically for Amazon sellers. Post Purchase Pro creates all of your digital assets 100% for you from marketing inserts, complete sales funnels, email follow-up sequences, and weekly email promotions. They manage and optimize everything for you to drive more sales, get higher ranking, and receive more reviews on Amazon. So check out Post Purchase Pro now to see if you too will see enormous growth like their nearly 500 clients worldwide. That's Post Purchase Pro at postpurchasepro.com slash lunch. One other thing, uh, just before we get started again, just wanted to give you a bit of an update. So we have started Lunch with Norm deals. We do have three followers now, only 909 or 99,997 followers to go to meet the challenge. But, uh, and also Kelsey has joined me on this challenge. So we are going to be dueling back and forth millennial versus old guy and give our opinions on these products. So if you'd like to join us on that, help us out with our challenge, uh, just stay tuned. We'll be giving you updates uh, on a regular basis. Okay, so David, let's talk about Amazon Buy With Prime program. So this is what I've heard, that Amazon doesn't like the program. Amazon has shut it down. That's the news that I think is the rumor out there. Let's clarify this. Yeah, I... Right now, to the best of my knowledge, Amazon is really leaning into this program. They're trying their best to really push it out there and working with agencies like us to really get it adopted. And, um, you know, I think it's a really fantastic program. You know, I was one of the skeptics really early on until, you know, I met with Amazon and they kind of broke it down to me and really showed me what the intent is behind it. And, you know, I really... I'm a firm believer in the program. So what is the program? So essentially it's Amazon's way of kind of taking a little bit piece of sales off of Amazon. Amazon kind of realizes that they can't just take over the entire e-com world. So they're trying to lean into it the best they can. So it's essentially setting up your direct-to-consumer store and funneling your orders that come in from the D2C store and um, and having them fulfilled through Amazon. So the big benefit is that you're really bringing prime benefits 
to your direct-to-consumer store. So things like um, Amazon support, Amazon live chat, um, one to two day uh, shipping, um, all that comes with an order that's placed through the Bible Prime program. Okay, so I've got a, a soap product that is listed on Shopify and I wanna use, so I guess I use them as my warehouse then. So I ship my product all over to Amazon. They become my warehouse. And then with the program, it's very similar. The pick and pack charger, the same, but you also get advantage of the incredible shipping savings as well. Don't you? Yeah. That's really the big drive for this is that they're giving normally when you're doing um, merchant fulfilled Amazon, um, you're usually only getting three to four days shipping. I believe it is, but with this new program, you are getting one to two days shipping but with the three to four days shipping rate. So that's really one of the big draws to this. In addition to just the conversion rate boost that people are seeing, you know, you get a special button on your product page that says buy with prime. People see that people see the Amazon branding and just automatically, you know, trust it. They, you know, they, they know that um, they, they know the guarantee that they get behind the Amazon promise. So people are seeing big boosts in conversion rates. They're offering, you know, these bigger incentives, these shipping boosts. And overall, the response seems to be pretty positive. What about shipping, long-term shipping, uh, or sorry, storage rates, like all the little charges that we find in our Amazon um, statements at the end of the month? Are they charging long-term storage or do you just send over a pallet at a time and don't worry about it? That I can't really speak to because that's more involved in the intricacies of Amazon and the pricing. You know, they get very um, reserved when it comes to divulging too much about the pricing. So I can't say for sure. You know, we usually help with the onboarding process and then, you know, an agent will come and break down the pricing individually. But the big thing is like for people, a lot of people have already been doing MCF you know, through other means, through things like Seller Cloud and Listing Mirror, where, you know, they're already funneling those orders through Amazon. And this is kind of the new Amazon standard. You know, that's essentially what they're trying to establish here. Okay. Because yes, they do have MCF right now, multi-channel fulfillment. And so this is different than multi-channel fulfillment, correct? Um. It's it's actually not. This is essentially this is multi-channel fulfillment the Amazon way. This is the way that they want to handle multi-channel fulfillment. I believe the rates are relatively the same as far as you know. They I believe that they have three different rates that are involved. It's the actual shipping rate itself, the cost for the service, and then there's a third rate. But um, I've been told there's not really any difference between. Um, the rate setup of the old MCF way and this new way, other than you're saving on those uh, shipping rates because it's you're getting one to two days shipping. Okay. So uh, if you have any questions uh, about uh, Prime, just let us know, throw them into the comments section. Now let's talk about SEO conversion rate optimization and why it's so important to website. Do you have any tips for us? Um, sure. So SEO is super important and, you know, it really is the long-term advertising game. 
but it's the best bang for your buck. So really working hard to build very informative, long, um, you know, long keyword content, you know, um, usually we try and do like 1500 to 2000 words of blog pictures, images, but really just building informative content that people are looking for, you know, is the most important thing that Google is trying to promote here. You know, content that educates people, that speaks to your target audience, things that they can interact with, um, very, very important. And trying to build relationships. You know, the backbone of SEO is link building, is getting other reputable sites to link back to you. And fortunately enough, you know, over the years of doing this, we have a series of linking partners that we work with, that we exchange content for, you know, reputable links, legitimate links. Um, But that can be one of the biggest struggle when it comes to SEO is building up those links. So putting out real good, authentic content, building your relationships, trying to um, earn those links the right way from other sources really helps build up your your reputation on Google. Very important. Right. Very good. Kelsey, it looks like we have a bunch of questions. Do we want to get into them now? I can't hear you, son. We'll start jumping into them now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we have a couple. Uh, let's start with one from Chuck. Uh, with Buy With Prime, uh, would you miss out on collecting emails? Is that correct? Uh, no, that is not correct. And that's really one of the big things that Amazon is really trying to, um, showcase here is when you have this service, um, you still own all the customer data. Right. And Amazon actually has kind of like this little mini automation setup where even after someone uses buy with prime to make a purchase, all the order information and everything syncs back to Shopify. So it'll appear in the Shopify backend like a regular Shopify order, and you'll still have access to all the information just as you would if someone just placed the order through Shopify itself. And that's one of the reasons why I got so excited when I heard about this program, because you get all the advantages of owning the customer, having an incredible, you know, aesthetically pleasing site. It's it's you put your spin on your site and you get the benefits of Amazon and their their fulfillment or their prime program. So anyways, I, I'm definitely going to check this out. Um, but uh, next question, Kels. All right. The next question is from Luke. Uh, I've heard that when I'm working with an influencer to have their affiliate link go back to my Shopify over Amazon, but then I then can link to Amazon with a button or something to that nature. I do not fully understand the whole thing. Do you have any insight on this? So you can use analytics to keep track of affiliate links. It can be kind of difficult when you're, you know, tracking a link to your site and then going back to Amazon because sometimes um, you have these parameters that get added to the links that kind of get lost along the way. So it can be kind of difficult. There are certain apps out there that, you know, um, do specialize in this. You know, um, 
The truth is that we've set up affiliate links and affiliate programs back to the actual Shopify store itself. But to track the influencer attributed to the Amazon sale through Shopify can get a little bit mucky. So just to be careful with that. But, you know, with the right kind of setup and the right kind of tracking, it should be possible. Couldn't you do that just with a unique um, a unique code? Like if you had an influencer and it was XYZ10 and for the Shopify um, listing, I, I'm not sure I understand the question 100%, but if I do, you're trying to figure out the influencer, the code, and then tracking it back to Amazon. Could the, the link back to Amazon is a no-brainer, but if you're tracking the influencer, it could just be XYZ10, and then you'd have a report showing which promo code was used, correct? Well, in the traditional sense, unless I'm misunderstanding the question also, yes, in the traditional sense for a Shopify store, that's how you would keep track is you can create a promo code unique to them. They blast it out to their audience, and then you just know that whoever used that promo code came from that influencer. Um, you know, that would be the standard way of doing it with a normal Shopify right. store. Okay. Next question, Kels. Okay. Uh, let me see from Howard. Uh, how effective is it to add Amazon Pay to your Shopify site when you already offer Visa, MasterCard, Amex, Discover, PayPal, Apple Pay, et cetera? Um, so I wouldn't necessarily say, you know, whether effective or, you know, one versus the other. Essentially, it's just giving people another way to pay. It doesn't really take away or hurt anything. You just always will have people that'll have different preferences. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember installing uh, Amazon Pay on a first store thinking, why would, you know, people install it? You know, I'd never really heard of anybody using it. And it was very different than, you know, something like the buy with Prime. It was really just a payment processor for them. But I was surprised to see people using it at the end of the day. You know, it's the same as offering something like PayPal or um, Google Pay or Apple Pay. It's just a convenience thing. And being able to make things as easy as possible for your audience and kind of stupid proofing your website by any way you can is always going to help you. So I wouldn't uh, necessarily discount uh, Amazon Pay. It's just another alternative that you're offering your clients. All right. Next question. Okay. Uh, next one. Uh, it's more about drop shipping, but how are you finding uh, Shopify drop shipping? Is it profitable? Um, should people look into it or has this trend come and gone? Um, I think that drop shipping, uh, the problem with drop shipping is that it became too synonymous with like a get rich quick scheme, you know, that. People think like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to um, set up a quick and easy Shopify store, throw up a template, you know, source some easy products or a couple bucks that everyone else is buying and just sell. Them. And, you know, I I actually tried early, early on in my career experimenting with that same idea. Number one, to see if something like that would work, but also just as maybe a little bit of source of side income. But the truth is it doesn't work. It kind of circles back to you know, what I mentioned earlier, which is that people want to buy from people. They don't want to buy from nameless faces. Right. You know, you have to establish yourself as a name, establish yourself as a brand and 
you know, drop shipping can still be extremely profitable. You know, you have to be selective on where you're sourcing from. You have to be select. You have to be, um, you have to pretty much analyze all different parts of the process. You know, how long it takes to ship, the quality of the goods, how easy it is to communicate with your sources. Do you want to, you know, sourcing from a million different people or from two or three select people so that you have a little bit more control? But it's just like any other business. You still need to present yourself as a trustworthy brand. You still have to build reviews. You still have to establish trust and establish believability. And you still have to make, yeah, still have to convince people to buy from you. But as far as profitability, it can definitely still be profitable if it's done right. All right. Next. All right. Uh, that's pretty much it for uh, no, it's not. Comes. Watch. Look at look at the bottom. Uh, that's a comment uh, from a follow-up, but we answered that already. Uh, it looks like there's a question, isn't there, from Chuck? Yep, or is we, it just uh, me? Maybe, maybe I'm an old guy. We uh, we covered that one already. All right. Very good, then. You are on top of it. I was just testing you. That's why you got a second set of eyes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. So uh, let's see if you have any other questions. Please throw them into the comment section. It looks like my question was somewhat muddled. Okay. Let's see what that says. Kelsey, you want right. to get to that one? Yeah, uh, from Luke, my question is somewhat muddled because of my understanding of what I was asking is somewhat muddled. Oh, thank you for the info. It does actually help. Okay, right. very good. All right, so uh, first of all, David, how can people get a hold of you? So the best way is through our website, bluesoftdesign.com. Um, our contact info is on there. Um, that's the best and easiest way. You can call us anytime, 930 to 530 uh, Eastern time. We're always in the office, always answering emails, um, however you'd like. All right. And this is our last chance to get in on the giveaway today, which David explain it again. So we're going to set up one winner with the buy with prime program for anyone that's, uh, um, selling on Amazon and Shopify, you know, we'll help set you up with that program, get you all good to go. And, um, very good. So enter it. Hashtag Wheel of Kelsey. Tag two people. You get a second entry. Uh, Kelsey, let's go to our last uh, sponsor. I want to give a quick shout out to an incredible group of sponsors that help us produce this podcast for you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Lunch with Norm would not be possible without the support of the following sponsors. Post Purchase Pro, Clear Ads, Goldstein Law, Honu Worldwide. Extreme Power, Jeff Schick Law, NetFluence, Startup Club, and Dragonfish Brand Management. Thank you, and you're awesome. Now back to the show. Okay, let's head over to the wheel. Oh, uh, before that, I have a question for David. Um, so from your bio, you're you're saying that you were into uh, the 2000s uh, rock punk uh, bands. Uh, what's your number one uh, band? What do you go to? Uh, I was a big, and still am, a big Blink-182 fan. Uh, right. That was like my go-to. And I appreciate all types of music. I got music all, you know, all under the sun. But uh, Blink-182 was a favorite. And I actually got tickets to 
see them in concert with my wife next year and i am super psyched <laughs> oh that's awesome all right awesome okay um let's head on over to the wheel uh here we go it's time for the wheel of health. Alrighty, thank you everyone who entered the Wheel of Kelsey today. Let me just make sure there's no lead entries. Uh, we got from Luke, yes, to Blink-182. We've got another <laughs> Blink-182 fan. And uh, let's uh, shuffle these up. If you are the winner, please email me, k at lunchwithnorm.com. Uh, we do this every podcast. And looks like Howard is today's winner. Perfect. Congratulations, Howard. So, Howard, you know what to do. Just email me, k at lunchwithnorm.com, and I'll get your info over to David, and uh, we'll be good to go. Looking forward. All right, David. Well, thank you so much for coming on uh, the show today. Uh, it was very interesting talking about Shopify. Love to get you back and talk even more about Shopify. So, um, again, thank you. I I'm sure everybody learned something. Want more great information? Don't forget to subscribe by clicking here. Also, if you want to check out our latest podcast, click over here. Lunch with the, lunch with the, lunch with the.